Welcome to the Soul Unleashed podcast, where self-discovery and coloring outside of the lines is encouraged. If you have started your own inward journey, my friend, I'm excited to help you unleash your soul. And now, the man who shatters paradigms, the host of the Soul Unleashed podcast, Mike Nicholas. Hello again, friends and fellow seekers. This is Mike Nicholas, and welcome to the next edition of the Soul Unleashed podcast. I'm the kind of person that wants to get right to things, and so in this episode, I wanted to really get to the event, the incident, the life-changing incident that completely altered my life, and which is the impetus for this whole podcast, book, and everything else. Like many of you, I spent my days, most of my life, as the kind of person that was very organized, got up every day, had a checklist, a to-do list. I was a devotee of the Franklin Planner, and then uh, I used all different other kinds of tools, and I still do, to, to organize my life. But all that planning and everything, as important as it is, and I'm, I'm talking to the kind of people that are planners, left-brainers, very organized. Uh, you plan things out, and you expect a rational explanation for everything. Because that's how I was, and then when this whole thing happened, that whole rational perspective got turned on its head. It all started in, the main thing started in March of 2020, and that's when we lost our son, Matthew. Matt was 36 years old. He had suffered a great deal from liver disease. Uh, He had also spent a lot of time before that, like 12 years or so, suffering from bipolar disorder. But he had that mostly under control. The, The bad thing was that the the drugs that he took for bipolar disorder, and many of you who deal with this disease understand, they're very powerful psychotic drugs. And their effect on Matt's liver was terrible, and it was too late when we realized what was going on. Matt was in many, many hospitals, uh, six or so actually, up until the, the final last few moments of his life, and his weight had ballooned up from a normal 180 to 380, and he was in a facility that we were unable to actually see him. It, it was an, a nursing facility. He'd, he'd been in intensive care in a hospital, and they put him in this nursing facility. And as all of you remember, in 2020, especially you know, the February-March time frame, all these places completely shut down. You couldn't visit patients that were in them. And that was our situation with Matt. We couldn't see him. And so when we found out, just checking on him, that he had been moved to the hospital and was in a coma, we were completely shocked. We had, we had no idea, and it was because we weren't able to actually see him. We were there for Matt's last moments of his life. We made the very, very difficult decision to uh, disconnect him from life support. There's, there's no way that uh, to even explain what, what, what feelings are part of that. And for those of you who have lost loved ones, particularly children, you under, you understand this. But the grief is, was overwhelming and. We were there by his bedside, and I had a few moments to stroke his forehead and stroke his eyebrows and, and think of him as the, the child he was, the baby he was when I used to do that as he passed, passed away. The grief that occurs after that comes back every day. We wake up every morning. We would realize that it wasn't a dream, that it wasn't a nightmare, and my wife and I would hold each other and cry all over again. And that went on for... Uh, about two months. And after those two months, uh, at one point, my wife, Marianne, said to me, hey, you need to go do something to relieve the stress. You need to go hit some golf balls. Now, 
before Matt was sick, he was always my golf buddy. So he and I would go out to this driving range, and we'd hit golf balls, and we'd, this is our favorite driving range, and we'd play different games, you know, who could get closest to the pin, and who could hit it the furthest, and we'd, we'd have a driving contest, and chipping contests, and the buckets, and it was a lot of fun, and, and we loved to do that together, and it gave me a chance to spend time with him and talk to him. So I was on the driving range, this was in May, uh, he had passed in March, and I hit for about five minutes, and after five minutes I was crying so badly that I, I just couldn't keep hitting the balls. I, everything reminded me of Matt, and I was bawling like a baby, and I just walked away and left left all the balls there. And when I got back home, there were a couple things that I needed to do, and one of those was to install some home security cameras that I had ordered. I ordered these Amazon Blink cameras. They're, they're small little outdoor cameras about the size of a pack of cards or so. And you can, they're battery operated, and you can mount them, you know, facing the door. I, I put one out back, and I also put one in the dining room, overlooking our dining room table and facing our sliding glass door that goes out to a deck. And it was pretty simple to set up, and I just set it up, you know, they're, they're, they're generally idiot-proof. <laughs> And I set it up to where it was all by default, and it sends a ping to your phone if it senses motion or, or light or whatever. And they, at nighttime, they operate on infrared. So, you know, once the light goes away, they have their own IR infrared source, and that's what they use to see. All this I, I learned a lot more later. So we went to bed. This was May 17th, and about 20 minutes past midnight, I'd already fallen asleep. And the phone was right by my ear, and it pinged, and it woke me up. And I thought, what the heck? And I looked at the phone, half groggily, and I, it said there was an alarm from the dining room camera. And I jumped up. I thought, holy cow, I just installed this camera, and there's somebody breaking into our back, our back deck. And so I, I jumped up to do I don't know what exactly, and threw on some clothes and was running towards the top of the stairs and I, I push the button that starts playing the 10 second clip that the camera recorded. Again, I didn't know what I was doing, I just pressed it and I was I stopped in my tracks. There was, it showed in this little 10 second video taking in the, taken in the dark by IR, IR light a globe, a glowing for lack of a better term, globe uh, that started, or orb, that started where Matt would normally sit at the table in the dining room. And this thing was glowing, and it just gracefully glided and blinked. It was blinking as it glided towards the camera and then out of range of the camera. And I knew instinctively, I just knew right away that th this was something from Matt to try and console me. Now, the rational part of me later questioned all that, like, what are you, nuts? <laughs> but in that instant, when that happened, I knew that it was Matt trying to console me. And so I, I woke up my wife. I said, oh, my God, look at this. And we looked at it over and over again, and I had trouble going back to sleep. And I didn't know what to do about it. I just was, was dumbfounded. Well, about two days later, the same thing happened again, also around midnight. And... Again, I'd gone to sleep, the phone pinged, I woke up, and this time there was more than one orb. It was, it was two orbs, and they were moving across the, across the room in a different direction. And I thought, what the heck is going on? And so what, 
what occurred was we began waiting up at night for the phone to ping to see these orbs. We wanted to see them. We looked forward to seeing them. And, you know, they would happen not every night. Most nights we were disappointed, but some nights they would be there. And after about two weeks of this, I, I jokingly said, while we're sitting there waiting for something to happen, I said, Matt, buddy, you need to, you need to knock this off and, and do it, you know, before bedtime because it's killing us waiting up till 1, 2 in the morning every night waiting, waiting to see if you're going to ping us. So, you know, if you can, please do it earlier. Well, the orb stopped. <laughs> they, they completely stopped. And nothing happened for like a week. And I was, I was beside myself, you know, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I, I killed them. I, I killed the orbs. I, I somehow offended them or something. They stopped coming. And so I, I should say at this point that, that nothing about this experience frightened Marianne or me. We looked forward to it. We were comforted by it. But I was sure I had somehow offended them uh, in wherever they came from, and they had stopped coming. So after uh, we, we talked to somebody and, and um, we talked to a friend that we trusted because how do you share this with people without them thinking you're a complete nut job, right? And, and the first reaction from anybody that you would share this with would be, you know, you captured a gnat or you captured a bug or, you know, it was just dust in your kitchen, uh, all of which I considered. And I was, I was concerned about what it was too. In fact, I, I got in touch with, through a series of emails, I got in touch with the Amazon engineers that make the Blink cameras. And I, I sent them a letter in typical engineer fashion. And I said, hey, hey guys, uh, this is what we're seeing. I'm just wondering what you think is happening with this camera and can you share something with us about how they work and the, the, the spectrum of the IR light and all this other nonsense. And they were kind enough to answer me back. And they said, uh, sir, we can't, we can't tell you what it is you're seeing because it doesn't make sense to us either. But here's how the camera works. It picks up movement. It picks up light. And it's using infrared at this particular wavelength. And, uh, you know, that was, that was all they could tell me. And I said, okay, great, thank you. And another friend of ours said, you know, you need to probably pray about this because uh, if this is from God and he's sharing this with you, you know, then there's got to be something good, so pray about it. And we did. And after about 10 days of not seeing the orbs, I was turning the orbs on, at night, turning the cameras on at night. And, you know, you don't keep the cameras on all the time because that would be silly. During the daytime, you would constantly be setting them off, especially in the dining room. And so every night, I would turn it on. And one particular night, I turned the camera on and I was looking at it live. I didn't even realize you could do this. I hit the live button by accident and suddenly I was looking through my phone through the lens of the security camera and I saw two orbs go flying past. And I thought, holy mackerel, I can, I, I, I can do this on purpose. I can look live through the camera and look for orbs that way. And that started a whole nother wave of experimentation. And so we did that. We we would you know pray invite matt and whatever these orbs represented to join us and we would pray and then they would they would show up and we invited them well of course again with my my engineering perspective i tested a lot of things so the first thing i did was i got the camera from the back door and swapped it with the one on the inside and same thing happened we looked through them and we saw we saw the orbs 
And then I said, okay. So I bought more cameras from Amazon, more of the black ones, and tried those, same thing. And then I saw Amazon had these cool little white cameras that plug into the wall, no batteries, and they're designed for indoor use. And I thought, well, these are completely different. I'll try these. And I plug, plug that in, and boom, sure enough, saw the orbs. I saw more orbs with the, with the little ones, the white ones. And then I tried more of the different kinds of white ones. I ended up with a box, I still have a box, of about 10 or 15 of these Amazon cameras in them, if anybody needs one. Um, and they, they, all, they all saw the orbs. So, and then I tried different phones. So I tried, my phone obviously worked, and then I tried my wife's phone. That also, she could see it with that. And then we got a new iPhone, hooked it up again. As long as you sync with the camera, they work, you can see. So all this was, was really surprising and wonderful for us, and we were excited about, about doing this. And what I'll spend time doing in future podcasts really is talking about where this led us to and, and, and how this completely changed. You know, I started realizing that if there is something out there that is I don't understand and people that we've shared this with don't understand, and in future podcasts I'll, I'll tell you the, the religious experts we went to trying to help us understand. If this is all true and there's something that this represents which is beyond our understanding, then holy mackerel, I, I need to investigate this. I need to dive into this. And that's what I did. And through that exploration, that's what this podcast will be about, is I'll explain the things we did, the people we talked to, uh, how my rational way of thinking, which I still, I still think that way, I still organize my day, but I'm excited now to explore some of the things that, that I'm sure you all think is Cookville, and I do too in a lot of, way, a lot of ways. There's a lot of strange things out there, but uh, that's what I'll explore with you as part of this podcast. So thank you for joining, and I look forward to uh, t- sharing more with you in the next one. Bye-bye. All right, that's a wrap for another podcast of The Soul Unleashed. Thank you for joining me. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you leave a review for wherever you downloaded this podcast and subscribe? That way you'll never miss an episode and you'll be helping other seekers such as yourself, many of them on the same journey, find their way to this podcast and community. Thanks again. Bye-bye.